I'm not really one for trigger warnings, but since this podcast is pretty new, I wanted to let you guys know that this episode is going to talk about a domestic violence incident and being re-victimized by psychotherapy. So just as a heads up, you guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Welcome to Through the Fire, a podcast about how to live life while experiencing emotional abuse. Each week, I'll share my experiences with you, and we'll break down the lessons I've learned and help you apply them to your own life so that we can all start living with joy and purpose while learning how to keep ourselves safe and sane. Hey, everybody. Today, I wanted to talk to you about my experience in therapy. So about a year ago, I decided that my guy and I were going to start going to therapy. And this decision came about because we were in the middle of a big fight, like a big screaming fight. And um, one of the ones that's like talking about breakups and I just can't do this anymore and blah, blah, blah. So in the midst of this fight, he said something really mean and then immediately apologized for it. <clears throat> I'm sorry I said that. I didn't mean it. I'll do anything to make, you know, make sure make this work. I'll even go to therapy. And I said, boom, gotcha. We're going to therapy. So I called a therapist and we started like that same, that same week or the next week. And I have heard from so many people that going to therapy with an abuser is what they call it contraindicated. Like don't do it because it can be actually harmful because Abusers generally don't heal in couples therapy. They just learn how to get better at manipulating you. So what they really need is individual therapy. But the chances of getting them to go to individual therapy is like slim to none because most of the time they don't think that they have a problem. They think you have the problem. So in my mind, I was like, well, we'll just do this couples therapy thing for a little while and I'll show him that this is basically hopeless and... I'll at least be able to say that I tried everything I could try and then I'll leave, right? It didn't work out that way. Since starting couples therapy, we started in April. In July, we had a domestic violence incident and he didn't um, hurt me, but he was like restraining me and keeping me from leaving. We got into a big fight and I was like, I'm out of here. And he said, no, he was blocking the doorway. It was very scary. We'd been drinking a little bit and we were out with friends and this is after we got home. So he started a fight over nothing and then just got super mad, escalated very quickly. I ended up getting past him and running into the bedroom and closing the door behind me and locking it. And he busted down the door. And at that point, I'm like, okay, I got to get out of here before something bad does happen. And I told him, you know, like, I'm going to call the police if you don't let me go. And he wouldn't let me go. And I was like... These are the consequences of your actions. Like, I don't want to do this, but you're basically like giving me no choice. Like, I need to keep myself safe. I don't want to leave forever. I just need to get out of here for tonight. And he wouldn't let me go. So I had to call the police and they came and they held him while I left. And then I stayed gone for six weeks. During the six weeks, I just kept maintaining that I don't know what if I want to come back. You know, I don't know how much time I'm going to need to heal from this. I don't know. You know, I, I need to see a lot of changes in him before I decide that it's okay for me to come back. He started doing like anger management and we were doing therapy. He was like acting really nice. Like he had changed and all this stuff. The place I was staying, I kind of had a falling out with the girl I was staying with. So I didn't really have anywhere else to go. The therapist was totally on his side. You know, when, when my partner would ask me like, when are you going to come back home? 
therapist would be like, when are you going to go back home? What do you need in order to feel safe? And he was just drinking. So if he doesn't drink anymore, then there shouldn't be a problem, which I thought was like totally irresponsible of the therapist. And it made me feel like he's not very intuitive. He's in complete denial about the severity of the situation. And like, if we're having physical domestic violence incidents, then the emotional abuse is going to be present. You know, it's very rare that people experience only physical abuse with no emotional abuse along with it. They usually go hand in hand. I felt really pressured from the therapist. I told the therapist I wasn't sure if I wanted to go back at all, um, that I was scared. And he basically said, well, not basically, word for word, he said, I think you guys can get through this. Anybody can stay in a relationship. You know, it doesn't take happiness or joy or satisfaction to stay in a relationship. So like getting through it would be like the maintaining the relationship at all costs. And I'm not sure why he would propose that when like it's clearly unsafe. So I was just really frustrated with the therapist after that. But um, I did come back because like I said, I had a falling out with the girl I was staying with. I didn't really have anywhere else to go and I was feeling pressured from the therapist and the boyfriend to come back home. So I did. Now it's been, you know, a year since we've been in therapy and I found a journal entry that I wrote exactly one year ago this month and it was exactly the same as what I'm feeling now. Like it's uncanny word for word. You would think that I just wrote it this year and I realized that things just have not changed. You know, he he likes to convince me that he has changed and tell me about all the ways that he's changed. But when you look at the actual behavior and how I'm feeling, it, nothing is really different. You know, for he was on his best behavior for a few weeks, but now it's just back to the way it was. I just can't believe that I have been in so much denial through this whole situation. You know, I, I thought that I was seeing things clearly, but I was just making the choice to tolerate them. And now I'm seeing that that might not be the case. My therapist now is encouraging me to be more assertive to set firmer boundaries, to, to get on him. And I tried to explain to him, like, if I'm going to set boundaries and be assertive in a way that's going to actually make a difference, I'm basically going to be preparing for war, like an all-out war, that I'm going to have to call him on one thing after another in succession for hours at a time because he just jumps from one thing to, to the next. And the therapist was like, well, that's what you need to do. You know, say, oh, don't stop treating me that way. And you're lying. You're still lying. Stop it. And I'm just thinking how ridiculous that is that he's encouraging me to just like stand there and just fight, you know? And, and I told him, I, said, I don't know if I have it in me emotionally. Like, I don't feel strong enough to fight at that level that constantly, that frequently, you know? And I do agree that having strong boundaries is important and it is something that I can get better with. But the more I think about it, the more I realize, like, I don't really have a huge problem being assertive. I don't really have a huge problem setting boundaries in my life. Yeah, little things come up from time to time. But this relationship is the only relationship in my life that is like this. It's not like I'm completely surrounded by people who are walking all over me. Like, no, it's this one person. And I tried to explain to the therapist that, like, we don't have a relationship problem. He has an abuse problem. That I'm a victim of his craziness and the counselor keeps trying to convince me that it is a relationship problem, that it's a joint problem, that if I can get better, 
then things will get better. And I'm just feeling so re-victimized. And that is what everybody warns you about going to couples therapy with an abuser. They always say that. They say, don't do it. They're going to get better at manipulating you. They'll manipulate the counselor. You'll walk away feeling more crazy and more hurt. And I thought going into it, if I knew that and I kept that at the front of my mind, that it wouldn't happen to me. But I was wrong. So wrong. And now the things that keep popping up in my social networks when I get online, when I listen to my podcasts, when I get on to YouTube to check on the people I'm following, a really popular topic that is coming up is how to choose the right therapist. And I really wish that those resources had been available a year ago. And some of them were, and I didn't find them. But I just feel like it is so important that if you do decide to get some professional help, that you do your research, that you find a therapist who is well-versed in abuse dynamics, that knows about narcissism, that has worked with codependents, that is trained in this stuff. Because the therapist that I went to, I asked him, if he knew about this and if he could help. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I have a lot of experience with that. But I didn't do a good enough job vetting him. I didn't do a good enough job. I didn't ask him what certifications, what research, what books he's read. I didn't go deep into it. I just took his word at face value. And that was a huge mistake on my part. And I'm really regretting it because over the course of the last year, we have tried to stop seeing him a couple of times. And he's really good about getting us back in the office and convincing us to continue with the therapy and um, just, it just seems so useless and so pointless and like such a waste of time, but actually not really a waste of time, but like harmful time. Like it's making things so much worse and I'm really regretting my decision to go this route. And so I just, like I said, can't stress enough the importance of doing research about the therapist that you're going to choose, interview them, ask them questions. Don't be afraid to say, this isn't working out for me. If you go for two or three sessions and you just feel uncomfortable, you don't feel like they're helping or you don't feel like they're empathetic or intuitive enough. Therapists are like pants. you got to try on a couple before you find the right fit, you know, and you don't have to feel bad about not buying a pair of pants if they don't fit right. Just like you don't have to feel bad about telling a therapist, this isn't going to work out for me. If it's not right, this is part of the learning how to set firm boundaries and be assertive. That's kind of where I'm at now. And uh, the guy and I had a discussion after our last therapy session where he didn't talk while we were in therapy. We sat there literally silent for five minutes, maybe just sitting there with nothing to say. And then after we got home, he decided to restart the conversation that we had started in therapy And I said, no, I'm not doing this. You should have brought that up while we were in therapy. And he launched into some rant about how we're not always going to be able to afford to have a professional teach us how to interact with each other. So we need to practice on our own. And I basically said, no, like you're saving up your arguments for when I don't have an advocate, when I don't have somebody on my side, when we don't have a professional to help us through this conversation and that's just irresponsible and it's rude and it's a waste of money and a waste of time. And if you're going to continue to do this, then I'm going to stop going to therapy with you. And that was a huge step for me because that's something that I was really unwilling to say before to set that boundary and say, I'm not going to do this with you. I'm going to quit going to therapy. I I felt like I didn't really have a good enough reason before to quit. And I didn't want to like tip him off that something was wrong if I quit going. And that was my perfect opportunity 
to be able to say that and mean it. And um, so I guess I'll update you guys later on about how therapy's going or if we decided to quit. But for now, that is my experience with therapy and therapists. And I really hope that you got something out of this, that you were able to learn about what to do and what not to do when it comes to going to therapy. I highly recommend individual therapy. You get your own therapist, let your partner get their own therapist, but don't waste your time with couples therapy if you're in an abuse situation because it's not going to help. And I heard that before and I just can't repeat it enough. Just burn it into your mind, convince yourself, just listen to everybody who's been in your situation. Couples therapy doesn't help, sorry to say. Individual therapy, very helpful. So I highly recommend that. Also, to get support, to get recommendations on therapists that people like and have had good experiences with, to share your experience, to get feedback on your experiences, join us in the Facebook group, Through the Fire. Join us over on Facebook. It's a really great group, a really great community where you can learn how to get through this. You can connect with other people in a similar situation, people who can relate and be supportive. You can forge friendships and build out your support system. So I really hope to see you there in the Facebook group and I'll catch you in the next episode.